Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Loyalty is everything to Jen, and I know she's going through a lot, and she really expects Meredith to be there for her. But she's putting way too much on Meredith. This isn't about Meredith canceling the sleepover. This is about... Her being frustrated with Sharif and not knowing what to do with him. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Y'all, let me know how you're feeling about the show so far. When I post on Instagram, follow me at everyone's business but mine. Um, Let me know what you're thinking. I want to know your thoughts, how you're liking, who you're liking, the storylines, the whole thing. I'm really curious to know your thoughts because I only see the opinions of people on Twitter who seem to really love it. But I just want to know, like, are you guys in... Especially if you're not into it, I'm curious to know why that is. So let's start with the episode. So we're still at Prohibition Bar for Whitney's uh, 20s flapper party. Jenna's lit. (laughs) And she decides to take Meredith aside to talk. So she's mad at Meredith because she found out from Whitney that Meredith went to Mary's church and she feels like this is the greatest betrayal, friendship betrayal that could have possibly ever happened because of the hospital incident. Jen says maybe, you know, she's feeling insecure, but they had that sleepover planned and then Meredith ended up canceling. Meredith doesn't really want to tell her the truth of why she was canceled, why she canceled it, which is because Brooks told her she wasn't allowed to go. <laughs> um, but she says, you know, like, I, I just don't want to say it in public because I don't want to embarrass Jen. Okay. Jen has no idea about the Brooks situation. She thinks this whole situation is because of Mary. Okay. I can understand her not knowing about Brooks. Why would she? But why would it have to do with Mary? <laughs> This is like, uh, I'm just so conflicted on Jen because I feel like she's shooting herself in the foot and I feel like she has real shit and real, she could have a real storyline of like, and she lets us in like every now and again with her situation with her marriage and how she very clearly feels abandoned by Coach Sharif. 
and she's going through it that we'll talk about in a second. Other things, I just think that she gets has gotten so caught up in the I'm going to be a housewife of it all that like she's throwing things at the wall that like as a housewife's lover, I just don't need it and I don't want it. And I just wish she would just keep it real. And I understand that can be hard, but she's doing it. And then she, it's like two steps forward, two steps back with her. I I find it very frustrating because I think I want to like Jen. I really do. And yet she makes it so hard for me. So anyway, Meredith says, I'm just really confused about why you're so upset about Mary because at the party that you threw for me, allegedly, (laughs) you and Mary made up. I watched it with my own two eyes. So I'm not understanding where all this energy is coming from. Heather and Whitney, y'all, they're the queens of this franchise. I'm just going to say it. Whitney has been fucking killing it. Heather is, I feel like a connection to her. I feel like she is a housewife that I've always wanted. Somebody who <clears throat> is insecure. <laughs> and somebody who... Heather's a lot like me. Okay? She's kind of like a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do kind of girl. Like, I think that Heather's very wise. I think she's funny. I think she's observant. And I think she is spot-on about everybody. But... She clearly has, like, her own insecurities that she's not quite locked in on. Doesn't quite understand how she comes off sometimes in certain subjects, especially when it comes to men. And, but I love her. I think she is a great housewife. I don't think we've seen anybody like Heather. I'm obsessed. I'm fucking obsessed. So when... We, the cameras pan over to Heather and Whitney eavesdropping on Meredith and, um, and Jen's conversation. (laughs) And Heather says, listen, I really don't want to be involved, but I am looking over to see what's tea. I will go over there if one of them makes eye contact with me and I'll try to navigate and mediate the situation. But I'm waiting on these chicken lollipops. Okay, so I've really got my own thing going on here. And you guys, that's history. (laughs) If I have never felt such an immediate, deep-rooted connection to somebody, the when she was like, I'm being nosy, but I also would really like some fried food. And I've committed to that, so like, I'll do what I have to do. Really, I want some fried chicken. Okay. <laughs> so then Lisa comes over <clears throat> to Meredith and, and uh, Jen. Tells them, you guys need to simmer down now. Okay. And Meredith is like, you know what? I'm disconnecting. I'm disengaging. I don't want to have this conversation. I'm out. So then Jen says, <laughs> she gets pissed. She's talking to... Who who knows? Who knows? Because she's how many vodka tonics in at this point and says, you're going to go and sit next to Mary who fucked her granddad? (laughs) Mary hears it. 
Mm. Everybody hears it. Jen then starts freaking the fuck out and screams at Meredith from across the room. Fuck you, fuck you, flicking her off. Fuck off, get the fuck out of here. And you should get the fuck out. And then Jen decides to leave. She's calling Coach Sharif to come pick her up. Heather follows after her. But before she does, <laughs> she goes, turns back to the table and says, I want my burger here and I want my, my lollipops, my chicken lollipops. Make sure none of the waiters or the wait staff takes a shit. I want my burger when I get back. Okay. <laughs> She's an icon. How do you not love Heather Gay? Tell me. Tell me why you wouldn't love Heather and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Okay. So then Jen is waiting for her husband. She's outside. She's screaming. Heather gets a phone. Um, she's trying to direct Coach Sharif over <laughs> to the right venue. And she's like, I'm outside. You'll see me. I'm dressed like a flapper with, and I have cankles. That's how you'll know that you're in the right place. So then we see the screen pops up and says the next day, all the girls are paired up with each other and talking about what happened the night before Whitney's over at Mary's Lisa's eating lunch and she's talking to Heather. Mary thinks that Jen, (laughs) Mary is another housewife that we've never seen before. Like I just can't compare her to anyone. (laughs) She has the delusion of maybe like, Lynn from OC. Lynn Curtin with the cuffs. And like, just the fact that she thinks, (laughs) the fact that she thinks that that Jen is jealous of her and that they're in some sort of like fight to be the HBIC, the big dog. All right, girl. Okay. So then later... We see Lisa and Meredith get together. Meredith wants to decorate that municipal building that she allegedly sleeps in at night. Wants to go get some art. So they meet up at a gallery together. Lisa gets there. She wants to touch every piece of art that's there. Can I touch it? Can I touch that? Can I touch this? No, girl. Where where do these people come from? (laughs) Uh, So then Meredith tells Lisa, I just want you to know that Seth and I are separated. And then she's like, Lisa's trying to squeeze out a tear. And Meredith's like, are you going to cry? Please, Lisa, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Are you going to cry? Don't cry. Meredith then says, <clears throat> the deal with her and Seth is that they have kind of lost themselves in the children, raising the kids, all of that sort of thing. And, that now they're like trying to get back to themselves as a couple and they're dating each other. They're not seeing any other people, just each other. Lisa's really trying not to cry. And she says, you know, she and Meredith and their families were so close with each other and she just can't believe it. Didn't we find out last week that this is not like the first time that they've been separated? This has happened a couple times in their history and not that it's not upsetting and I'm sure a difficult thing to go through, but it seems like Meredith and Seth are just that couple, you know, 
like things are never going great, but then they stay together and it's like, we, we all know who those people are, right? We all know. So then in the next scene, we see Lisa going over to Mary's house and we get more of Mary's house. I have to say that I'm kind of surprised that we, I don't know. Mary just seems like the kind of people, person who just wouldn't let people into their home. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not really sure why that is, but I was just surprised at how much we saw of it. Um, So I guess it must be after Christmas because Lisa makes a comment about like, are you going to take your Christmas uh, decorations down. It is fully stocked. There are like creepy, um, what do you even call those things? I hate those things. Elves, magical elves around. If I ever have kids, we are not doing elf on a shelf and I'm sorry, not happening. Honestly, I think that might be like a Caucasian thing anyway, but anyway, the point is there are a lot of like almost life-size elves. Mary... Mary's decor and Lisa says this as well she's like it's not what I would think would come from Mary but from my experience (laughs) it's exactly what you would think it is giving like it's very for people who are aware the black people who are have a Kojic background Kojic by the way stands for Church of God in Christ it's a Pentecostal offshoot. Um, it was giving me like every, my grandma's house, um, my grandma's friends' homes. There's just like a lot of like gold. There's a lot of, um, you know, like intricately cut furniture. It would not shock me at all if Mary had like a, a great room that still had you know, plastic on the couches. It was giving like grandiosity for really no reason. Giving you like those stores that sell like huge, like things that you would never like things that are like a throwback from the Ming dynasty that people don't really put in their homes, you know, (laughs) like a Michael Jackson aesthetic. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was so funny. So then we get Robert Jr. coming down. Robert Jr. has the personality of like a store brand bag of shredded cheese, like cheddar cheese or like a like a like a piece of chalk, you know, he's just really not giving us much of anything you would think that maybe he would be, well, no, you wouldn't. You know what? Absolutely. Actually, Robert Jr. is exactly who would you, <laughs> you would expect to be the product of two preachers that really love a crowd and public speaking. He's like, I'm not here for it. So we find out more about him and this mysterious girlfriend who I would love to see what this girl looks like. We find out that he got her a Prada bag for Christmas. And before that, in the other two holidays, whether I think it was Valentine's Day and her birthday, Mary tells us that Robert Jr. got his girlfriend a chinchilla. And did he mean like a fur? 
or an actual living chinchilla. I don't know. Because on the other holiday or birthday, he got her a puppy. This boy is 17 years old. Do you know how mad I would be if I was his girlfriend's parents? Don't bring no puppy into my house. A chinchilla. Does it make more sense that a 17 year old would give his girlfriend a fur? Or a actual chinchilla? I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, the chinchilla sounds pretty cool. But the puppy is a bridge too far. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Mary has her head on her shoulder. She's like, I would never have gotten or given gifts like that at my age. And doesn't he know that that purse is going to last far longer than this relationship? (laughs) Amen for that, Mary. So anyway, Mary wants to hold his luncheon. So all the women can hash things out and get to a place of yes. And we can kumbaya, rah, rah, rah. Okay. But she wants to do it Mary style which means there's going to be a Met Gala theme. Now, if you guys know me, y'all know that the Met Gala is one of the most important. Like, I just love to see. I love to know what the theme is. I love to know what everybody's wearing. It is very important to me. I know that sounds silly, but I just love the Met Gala. (laughs) Probably of all the things that we had taken away from us this year, like the Met Gala is honestly something that I'm still a little bit feeling some type of way about. (laughs) That's just me. Okay. That's just my truth. So a Met Gala themed luncheon. I'm just, I was just like, thank you 
from Hosea on high. I need to know how Mary is going to interpret this theme. Mary's unsure of whether or not she wants to invite Jen because, you know, (laughs) you know why. And she's like, you know, she has her outbursts and like, I just think that it's kind of a competition between uh, me and her. And then Mary says in a talking head, you know, I've been called a lot of things, but a grandfather MFer is the first. And that might be true. I think that probably nobody has called you a grandfather MFer, but what Jen called you was a grandpa fucker. And I can guarantee you, plenty of people have called you that in the past. (laughs) I would bet money that several people have said that to your face and on the internet via text and probably via messenger pigeon. Skywriting, I'm positive, probably even from your mama has called you a grandpa fucker. I think that's probably something you hear every week. At the very least every month. So then we get our next scene, which is Jen coming over to Heather's house. (laughs) When Jen shows up, they hear a ringing at the doorbell and Jen's like, oh, I ordered some sushi. (laughs) And then we get this whole montage about how Jen really just can't be away from food. She's constantly having people on her team pack her snacks for you know, car rides, um, it's just constantly ordering a meal. And she's like, you know what? I'm a brown girl. I eat. See, this is the gen that I deserve. That's the gen that I deserve. <sighs> Did we hear Heather make some comment about, you know, they're discussing whether or not they should actually like plate the food or just eat it out of the cartons. And she's like, you know, a black stiff cause the cartons are black. Let's just eat it black and hard. Heather. This is where she loses me. We find out that Heather is dating some cowboy that she refers to as cowboy. So it's like, you're talking a lot about your fetish for black men, but yeah, here you're dating some cowboy from Utah. I don't think this is like a little Nas X situation. I, okay, Heather. Okay. Okay. I'm going to move on. So... Heather's like, okay, you can eat. I'm going (laughs) to make dinner for my girls. A delicious meal of green bean casserole, which, listen, this is a cultural difference. I've had green bean casserole in my day. It's not something that is like, you know, we just passed Thanksgiving. That's not typically something that my family would make. It's not something that I grew up with, but I have had it. Um, I didn't know that people, I don't think that's a meal. (laughs) okay this sounds it sounds very utah to just be eating this as a as an entree i'll just say that um and listen you guys i'm from i was born in illinois i am no stranger to a casserole so who are me to judge i've just never heard of eating people eating green bean casserole as an entree so she's making that green bean casserole you know Taking out that dehydrated French's onions and some cream of chicken. Is that what you do? Cream of chicken soup? Whatever. Um, so Heather's like, Jenna, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And Jen's like, what? Like, is my lipstick messed up? Like, are my lips okay? And Heather's like, Jenna, physically, you were a dream. But emotionally, just telling another story. <laughs> so then Jen 
emits. And this, again, the Jen that I like. She says, I, the last week was really tough for me. Sharif was really busy with his work and we're coming up on the first anniversary of my father's passing. And she says, you know, I really put on a good front, but I'm lonely. I'm lonely. Sharif, we find out, was not around for her when her dad passed. He did not go to the funeral because he was coaching a football game. And she's like, She'll, he will never know how much that hurt me. And that to me is like, I don't, oof, that's rough. That is really rough. They've been together for what, 20 plus years. And for you to not even, you know, I football, trust me, I, I don't give a fuck about football. Okay. I come from like a football loving family. I've had family members that played in the NFL. I do not <laughs> so the idea that like he would miss a fe- your wife's your father-in-law's funeral something deeper must be going on something real deep and I understand that like in sports people take that shit so seriously but like isn't he the assist- I mean no shade but like isn't he the assistant coach he couldn't take off a day is what University of Utah? I've never even heard of them as like a strong. It's not even like. I don't know what's a big college football Notre Dame or something like. University of Utah. Who is she? Who is she? It's seeming more obvious to me that Jen and Sharif are kind of like a Camille and. And Kelsey, like, this sounds mm, not great. Not great. So Heather says something that I thought was really insightful. She says, I just think that Jen is investing too much into Meredith. And she's not putting the responsibility on Sharif to be there for her as a partner. And I completely agree. So then Jen goes on to say she's pissed because like she invested time into Meredith, which so something that she agrees that Heather just said, I don't think she sees it like the same way that Heather does, but alas, she's like, you know, I threw her an $85,000 party. Did you? Did you? (laughs) That's that's what she said. Okay. I, I don't. Okay. Okay. Um, she says, I threw her an $85,000 party and I've been supporting her through her separation. Heather had no idea that Meredith and, uh, that Jen knew or that Meredith was getting divorced or separated. And so we see like, oh yeah, she, Jen told me, or Jen says that Meredith told me a few months ago. So we get a flashback to Meredith and Jen having this conversation. She says, me and Seth are separated. We're dating each other. Yada, yada, yada. So Heather's surprised, but only because she's like, Meredith has been so chill about this whole situation. Like if this were me and I was in the middle of a separation, I would be in the fetal position. So I'm just really surprised at how cool she's acting. Then just says something so truly diabolical. I don't even think that she 
caught on to like how fucked up it was that she just said what she said, which says, you know, basically Meredith is not the friend that she thought she was. And like, if she's going to go off and like share information with other people and be closer to other people, then like, I have no problem talking about her. This is not a tit for tat situation at all. I, I, I did not like that. So then later we see Mary getting ready for her Met Gala party and she says she decided on the theme because she loves fashion and and she loves things that look good and you know like I'm a perfectionist blah 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 and just that people will try to show her their expertise. (laughs) But she is like above them basically. Expertise. Okay. So then she asked the people setting up if, (laughs) let's just talk about these people. It's like a clearly nerdy guy in like a dorky little red sweater and some other lady. She's like, (laughs) do you guys know how to read? Because these like, these nameplates are upside down. god we can't let mary go she cannot be a one season asking a growing ass man if he knows how to read (laughs) good god ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So we find out that she, in the end, decided to invite Jen. So... We then see Jen and Glam and she calls Coach Sharif for what she calls is like a Coach Shaw pep talk. I think she's trying to make Fetch happen with this. I could not care less about Sharif or his pep talks, but whatever. She says the first pep talk he gave her was 20 years ago. And that was just to be clear of all the exits. If you got to make a move real quick, you know where to go. And she's like, I don't know what I would use this information for. I'm just going to the Louis Vuitton store. But anyway, he's been giving her these pep talks ever since. His pep talk for this situation is that she needs to be aware of like hospital. Sorry. (laughs) She needs to be aware of hostile situations and that lunch is not the venue to try and get turned up about Meredith. Do not take this to a level that it doesn't need to get to. So then 
Again, Heather says what we're all thinking. She's like, the Met Gala is not really a theme. It's a party. And also the theme of the actual Met Gala changes every year. So I honestly just think that Mary turned this into a theme for the lunch because she thinks it sounds fancy. (laughs) So (laughs) Whitney says, I'm just really surprised that Mary invited Jen. Like, if somebody called me a grandpa fucker, I definitely would not be inviting them to my Met Gala cocktail attire luncheon. (laughs) Heather and and Whitney are driving to the lunch, and then Heather tells Whitney about Meredith and Seth's separation. Whitney is also surprised. She's like, I've asked uh, Meredith about Seth a lot how they're doing, how he's doing, how their relationship's going. And she says, every time Meredith told me it was fine. Mm. So then (laughs) we see Meredith, excuse me, sorry. We're at the luncheon. Mary's inside with the owner of the restaurant that she's having this luncheon. His name is Walter. And the girls are greeted outside in the middle of the day to an outdoor red carpet and some old men dressed like beef eaters. What on earth this has to do? See, Heather was completely right. Mary just wanted to be fancy, whatever she her interpretation of fancy is. <laughs> these beef eaters in these like pleather outfits that she got from like <laughs> Spirit Halloween on sale because we're post Halloween at this part. Mary (laughs) the hats y'all the beef eater hats looked like (laughs) (laughs) this like dirty q-tips what a mess what a mess so then the ladies get there except for Jen they're all there except for Jen and Mary's like you guys what you're drinking is a Dom Perignon 2003. <laughs> 2003, there was a heat wave and 5,600 people died, but it made the best grapes of all time. <laughs> I mean, can you believe Christopher Guest could not write a better line than that? Oh gosh. So Jen shows up last. Mary makes everybody open their Louis Vuitton boxes that she had on the table. Can we talk about this tablescape app? It is like the busiest tablescape. It made a Lisa Vanderpump luncheon look like fucking Kim and Kanye's house. Just completely barren. It There were flowers. There were clear boxes. There They had beta fish inside. Other boxes had flowers in dunked in water there were about 70 bottles of red wine in the middle of the day and nothing from that lunch that they had said anything about wed- red wine to me it seemed like a white wine situation but okay then she had these Louis Vuitton boxes for everybody and on top of that she had these like it I don't know what they were like journals wrapped in the monogram of every guest. And it was just so extra. So, so extra. She also wants all the women to write something down on a piece of paper. Something that's personal to them. That they can share with the group. And 
you know, as a, like a team building, we're all getting closer kind of exercise. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. So first everybody sits down and Mary makes everybody open their Louis Vuitton boxes. And she says, you know, I'm giving you guys this gift because I want us to all hear each other and to listen. And they open up the boxes and they're Louis Vuitton AirPods. Shout out to you, Shira. I thank you for giving me the link because I meant to look at it. I'm thinking, y'all, this is how much of a, like, y'all, I don't have Louis Vuitton AirPod money. We'll just say that. So I was thinking like, oh, let me look up how much this costs. I bet they're like, I don't even have an iPhone. Don't, don't. Okay. Just don't. I don't need the like iPhone shaming. I have a Samsung Galaxy. It is a beautiful phone. It is just as expensive as the iPhone. I don't want to have an iPhone. That is my truth. I don't give a fuck about Apple products. I don't have a MacBook. I I don't want to hear it, okay? You guys can call me a broke bitch all you want. This is a great phone. It's a great phone. And honestly, I wish more people had the Galaxy. It is a fantastic phone. Probably better visually and in terms of the software, better than the iPhone, okay? I don't need this, like, oh, you have a green box. Oh, look at you with your green box, you little nerd. Like, I don't care. I don't care. And you're just going to see, if you don't want to see the green boxes, then I don't have to talk to you. Okay? Sorry. I I blacked out. I just blacked out now. Okay. <sighs> That's been on my spirit for a long time. Um. So, anyway, those AirPods, I'm thinking they're, like, 350 them shits was eleven ninety. One thousand one hundred and ninety dollars. Can you imagine? <laughs> and then I'm thinking like not if you lose both of them, like if I just lost one, I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> just cause ooh. If if I'm walking in Manhattan and one of them fell out and it went into a grate, like I'm calling the police, I'm calling the uh, road people, the Department of Transportation, you're opening up that grate, I'm calling like the MTA, whoever I need to talk to, I'm getting that AirPod back, I'm going to wipe it down with some alcohol, let it rest, wipe it down with some more alcohol, and you're giving me that AirPod back. Eleven ninety for some for an AirPod with a rose gold LV insignia. Fuck out of here. Hell no. Hell no. Anyway, oh, that's so much money. Okay, so then Mary does a prayer <laughs> in which she starts to cry. And she's asking the Lord to bring them together and to have a beautiful lunch. I want to thank you for Mary, for Jen. Thank God for Lisa. Amen. I'm sorry. I just get emotional. I just get emotional when I pray. Girl. (laughs) So like I said, Mary has assigned everybody to share a bit of information about themselves with everybody. Mary's thing is that she finds it hard to trust people. Whitney goes on to share that she is not a stripper. Okay. (laughs) She wants everybody to know she is not a stripper. 
Lisa's bit of information is that she's a hard worker, guys. She just works so hard and she's so successful. And it's so much for her. Like, I'm just a hard worker, you guys. And I have my business and I do that. And I work hard. Lisa, what do you... Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Jen is the only one who gives any sort of information... She talks about her past. She talks about being the daughter of an immigrant, how her father immigrated to America from Tonga. And she is the oldest of six children. And what comes with being the oldest is the responsibility of like, basically you have to be everything. Like she, you know, every sacrifice that her father had to make coming to America working hard, having nothing and building up. Like she has to be that shining example of like, this is why I did it. And she had to be a success. And she says, you know, when we moved here, everybody thought I was black. I was left out of things. I had people who would ask me on dates and then, you know, ghost on me. And just like all of the things that she had to deal with being, you know, quote unquote different and not white basically and how just like sad her life was and she's like you know it really hurts me deep I carry those wounds and because of that when I get hurt I get hurt really hard and it hurts me really deep so she then apologizes to Meredith for yelling at her at the flapper party and Meredith is like, thank you, I accept your apology. And then pan over to Mary, who's like, okay. I didn't get an apology. I was expecting one for her calling me a grandpa fucker. Didn't say anything about that. And then we get a to be continued. If this were like Beverly Hills, I'd be like, okay. We got to cut it with the to be continued to us picking off to where where we left off in the last episode. But like, I love it. I think they're giving us so much that this is, I like this dynamic. I really, really do. I love this show, you guys. I really love this show. So that's it. We're going to see what happens next week. Um, what can I tell you guys? If you have not signed up for my Patreon, I am almost on the back end of, uh, ending my Bethany Ever After series. There's over 40 episodes talking about Lindsay, uh, own special that she did with Oprah, uh, all of Bethany getting married and both seasons of Bethany Ever After um, it's $5 to sign up per month. So you can find that at patreon.com slash EBBM podcasts. If you have not left me a five-star review on Apple podcasts, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I think that might be it. Am I done plugging myself? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.